Welcome to the podcast. Breakfast on Midlands 183 with thanks to Tillamore Credit Union's current account, tillamorecu.ie. Welcome to the Over 60s podcast here on Midlands 103's Breakfast with Peter Dunn, the best of. Uh, it's over 60, well look, it's over 60 episodes. We're into episode 61. Imagine that. Wow. Amazing. But it's not as amazing as all our loyal listeners every week who download, who stream the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so, 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 so much. All I want to do is just have a bit of crack with you, a bit of fun. If you get one laugh out of this podcast, I'm very, very happy. If you get two laughs, I'm extremely happy. If you get three laughs, I'm suspicious. You may be consuming more than fresh air. Uh, I know, money mess. So, uh, <laughs> this week on the podcast, uh, we bring you, of course, bad dad gags. We'll kick off with that in a sec. That's one of the most popular things on this show. Bad dad gags. I was telling people recently I wanted to get rid of it. And they went, no, you're not getting rid of it. No, it stays. I said, okay, well, look, you choose. You're the listener. I'm not the listener. I'm the only one who doesn't get to listen to the show. So you choose what we do and we'll do it. Simple as that. So, of course, bad dad gags. And I'm asking you the question, what are the childish things you still do? You know, silly little things you might still do or you consider childish or maybe you consider normal. Other people consider childish. Well, I asked, you answered. You'll hear more about that in a few minutes. And uh, scientists have come up with the cure for baldness. And it's come from a rather unusual source. You'll hear about that as well. Um, I got an opportunity to play some classic Billy Connolly. And I mean classic, classic Billy Connolly. You're going to hear that very soon as well. We'll have fantastic facts as well. And I got a lovely surprise in the post as well. I'll tell you more about that as you listen on. Remember, if you want to get the show in full, music, the full whack, news, sport, Everything you need to kickstart your day. Remember, 6.30 to 9, Midlands 103. Breakfast with Peter Dunn. In the meantime, let's stop talking nonsense and get on with this podcast. Welcome to Friday. Bank holiday holiday Friday. Friday. Snap jinx. Ah, I'm touching wood. No, no, you can't touch wood. I'm touching wood. No, it doesn't matter. Cameron, I'm getting worried. There's no wood in there. Yeah, there is. What do you mean? My desk is made of wood. All right, okay. Grand. Well, you spoke, so you're getting a punch in the arm when you come out there. <laughs> Simple as. They're the childish things we love to do. And there's more of them on the way, by the way. Uh, but for now, bad dad gags. Kev texts in and he said, Once my father came home and found me in front of a roaring fire. That made my father very mad, as we didn't even have a fireplace. Yeah, okay, I'll take that. I, d- I'll I don't get that. it. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Moving on. Moving on. Hilda said, Where can you go to make good ice cream? I don't know Sunday school <laughs> Sunday school <laughs> Derek said What do you call a man Who can't stand A man who can't stand Yeah Neil <laughs> Neil <laughs> It's the simple ones That are the best That was it? great <laughs> um, He's another one here What do you call the boss At Old MacDonald's farm The CIEIO <laughs> <laughs> Big hello to Aoife. Aoife's eight years of age and she said, what do you call a hippie's wife? A hippie's wife? A hippie's wife, yeah. Mrs. Hippie. <laughs> Mrs. Hippie, get it? Mrs. Hippie. <laughs> that is brilliant, Aoife. It's a good one. Um, I was going to the airport the other day, Cameron, and uh, I seen a sign that read, airport left. So I went home. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a waste of time. 
When myself and my dad flew to uh, Iraq, we were at the luggage carousel, and I said to him, Oh no. Don't forget your bag, dad. Get it? Bag dad. <laughs> bag dad gags. Bag dad gags. <laughs> We're switching it up today. We need to get in contact with a radio station in Baghdad. (laughs) Seriously, we need to do a swap. The world's most anticipated collaboration. (laughs) I actually have this awful disease where I can't stop telling airport jokes. You know that? You can't stop telling airport jokes? Yeah. Doctor said it's terminal. (laughs) (laughs) I had to ring the paranoia hotline the other day. And you know what they said? How the hell did you get this number? (laughs) Uh, big hello to Ben Ben is 9 years of age And his <laughs> mam sent this in from uh, What sandals do frogs wear? What sandals Do fr- frogs wear? Oh hang on Yeah go on Go on Oh I don't know Go on spoil Ben's joke No go on, I don't Cameron. know it. I go don't on. know it the I poor thought, child I thought I did But All it right. make sense Go o- on Open toad Get it? Open toad Oh yeah. that, that wasn't what I was thinking It was still great though that, No that was a good one That was great Just, yeah, I, I got my hopes up By thinking I might know it It's not a quiz They're jokes Cameron Yeah I know But sometimes I like it When I know it Oh god I might know it all <laughs> um, Samantha texted in She said I just finished reading a book About Middle Eastern dance techniques It's Middle by Eastern Yeah Middle techniques. Eastern dance techniques Okay it, It's by Yasser I can boogie <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my local chipper How do people come up with something That is brilliant I'll never listen to that song The same again <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the way Your chippers um, They wrap your fish and chips In newspaper It tastes nicer You know what I mean Do they Yeah Oh I think it's lovely Well my local uh, chippers Is wrapping uh, fish and chips In magazines now Yeah I'm eating them out of house and home <laughs> <laughs> Right okay One more One more okay. Hands up Hands up. If you want to go in a helicopter, probably wasn't my best idea. <laughs> get it, get it, get it. Go on. I, I don't get it. But if you put your hands up outside a helicopter, what happens? Oh, out, yeah, okay. Outside okay, right. a Yeah, you didn't yeah, explain that one well. That's there your you fault. No, I'll give you this. That's, no, yeah. that's your fault. Bad <laughs> joke telling. No. You're Bad joke telling. You're ruining Tate McRae's song. Come on, she's trying to sing and you're interrupting her. Come on. Well, it's your fault. <laughs> no radio? It's fine. You can get the full show Monday to Friday from 6.30am to 9 on midlands103.com or you can download the free app from, I don't know, wherever you get your apps, I suppose. Dua Lipa, Midlands 103. Good morning and welcome to Friday. Welcome to your bank holiday weekend. It's Peter Dunn with you. And when you want to get in touch... Text me or WhatsApp in your way 3010103. Any shout outs, dedications? What have you got? Any rumors, any gossip, any crack, any nonsense? 0833010103. Here's an interesting one. Um, is there anything childish you still do? You know what I mean? Have you got a childlike habit that has never left you and you never want to give it up? Well, according to a new survey, popping bubble wrap, kicking piles of leaves and licking the bowl are all childish habits we can't help. We still do as adults. Um, unfortunately, the results show that by the age of 26, our imagination dwindles and we feel we lose our ability to see things with a childlike eye. And a youthful uh, two-thirds of us feel like we're still a big kid at heart with one in ten of us still jumping out on people to startle them. I still do that. 
Any opportunity to frighten somebody, I'll do it. If I have to hide behind a door, I'll do it. And jump out unexpectedly. <laughs> um, more than half of us say we regularly daydream, mostly about being very rich or happy. Oh yeah. While a third of us dreamers imagine a life lived in a big house and a fifth pretend they have superpowers. Do you know what I want you to do this morning? Let me know the most childish thing you do. Or do something childish this morning and let me know about it. Get this show in full Monday to Friday from 6.30am to 9 on Midlands 103. Sorry David, just another traffic update there for you. We're experiencing delays in the newsroom as David Hollywood seeks temporary coffee and <laughs> caffeine on this Tuesday morning. <laughs> Are you suggesting that I am not full of energy and ready to rock? Absolutely not one bit, David. Good, good. As I said, Tottenham are playing in the Asian Cup. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing that. And who is their star man? Uh, Sung Hyung Min. So, oh, fair play to you. Fair play to you. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you, you have a go there. Sung Hyung Min. There, I don't know why you had such trouble with it earlier. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I just needed my coffee. Anyway. Um, you started it I did yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I made a bags of that this morning at half past six but how whenever um, scientists claim they've found the cure for baldness David dun, dun, dun. there you go you're okay you've got a big curly mop on you you're <laughs> <Thanks. now. laughs> that was the least favourable description of my hair <laughs> You stopped short to call me a big effing Egypt there is basically what you said. Not at all. Sometimes I can't tell who's in the newsroom. Is it David Hollywood or um, uh, Sideshow Bob? Ah, no, money messing, David. Peter, <laughs> I'm just trying to get through the morning on a Tuesday after the long weekend. Well, this will get you through, okay? Yeah, yeah, okay? There's a cure for baldness, right? They finally got it. And this is straight from research reported in the Journal of Cosmetic Dermatology. Sounds official. Yep, but it's from a rather unusual source. Ah. Yep. They have found that trout balls can cure baldness. As in uh, the contents of a trout's testicles. Yes. There you go. So they use... (laughs) Blimey. (laughs) They use polynucleotides from the old... Of the fish to stimulate stem cell regeneration in those who are follically challenged. And they've got tiny two mil microneedles. They're filled with the substance and injected into the scalp, which kickstarts follicles to grow stronger and thicker hair. So they've finally cured baldness, they reckon. Um, that's remarkable. I was I just saw a headline. I didn't read the article because I didn't care about the content. But um, <laughs> apparently something to do with salmon is is being used to keep people's skin uh, looking young and fresh in South Very Korea. good for your skin. In South yeah. Korea. Yeah. There you go. So this fish thing um, seems yeah. to, they, they seem to be quite important to our health. I'm glad you said important and not a word that sounds like important. Important. What rhymes okay. with important? Important. Anyway, oh, Peter. Um, but <laughs> what worries me, who thought that'd be a good idea? Lads, we need a cure for baldness. Oh. Have a look at the trout balls there, will you? And just see if you can get out of it. Just have a look in there <laughs> and see if there's anything we could use. We do <laughs> or maybe it's like, do you know what? I've never seen a bald trout. Absolutely. There you go. Mm. Great thinking, David. But uh, they found the treatment had a high level of efficiency for hair thickening. And uh, as I said to you, that is research reported in the Journal of Cosmetic Dermatology. 
Well, uh, just a final yeah. point. No offence to dermatologists out there. They've got to be the least important doctors on the planet. Like, <laughs> do you know, it, like dermatology has no effect on your life expectancy. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some would argue, but I won't get into it at this hour. It's all aesthetic and cosmetic. And you know what? <laughs> I'm not in for that. Well, you know something? I reckon I reckon I have a name for this cure. I, do you know, I, I, do, to, I know you do. They're, they're I, going to market this and they're going to put it out on the shelves. You know <sighs> what I mean? The cure for baldness coming from trout balls. Hmm. What a load of follocks. Classic from Yaz on Midlands 103. Morning. Peter Dunn with you. I'm still tickled by them mugs. They're brilliant. Kev, fair play to you. I'm going to stick a picture up on our stories actually in a couple of minutes. So check them out there very soon. If you're a pet owner, then chances are you use code words to get your anxious animal to the vet. Mm-hmm. Two thirds of us find this is really difficult because we worry about our pet's mental health. You know, we have to say things in code to our partners about we're going to have to take the dog to num cat he'll hear me um, instead of referring to medics as uh, vets some people say dog tours we have to bring the dog to the dog tour do you get it but we've been doing this for years haven't we in actual fact I think I remember let me see if I can find it here yes I remember Billy Connolly wrote a song about it. Do you remember this? Our little dog is six years old and he's smart as any damn kid. But when you mention the V-E-T, he damn near flips his lid. Words like S-H-O-T shot or W-O-R-M worm. These are words that make him S-Q-U-I-R-M squirm His Q-U-A-R-A-N-T-I-N-E starts today Cause he bit the V-E-T And then he ran away He caused me and my wife to have a big fight and then both of them bit me and that's why I am gonna get a D-I-V-O-R-C-E I love it I absolutely love it classic Billy Connolly brilliant well you're missing the music you can get the show in full weekday mornings from 6.30am on Midlands 103 Nelly Furtado say it right on Midlands 103 good morning I'm asking you for the childish things you still do. We were talking about our survey there uh, earlier on and uh, a lot of us forget the childish things we do by the time we turn 26. We mature. Mm. Before we get to that, can you give a big shout out to the current and past employees of Flancare? Going for a few points tonight. Can you ask John to keep up with the rounds this time? He seems to have developed short arms and deep pockets since leaving from Noel. <laughs> Here you go, John. You've been warned. You've been warned. Have a great one, guys. Uh, Avril said, when you're doing the washing up and you put the suds of the liquid onto your hand to blow it off. I think they did that in the ads, didn't they, Avril? The suds on their hand and they just blow it towards the camera. Brilliant. Love it. Something I do every time is trying to catch snowflakes in my mouth, said Hilda. Yeah, run around the tongue out. 
when it snows, catching snowflakes. Uh, can you say hello to my wife, Gemma, who says, Jinx, when you say something at the same time as her, as soon as I talk, she gives me a punch in the arm. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Yeah, do you know when you say something at the same time, somebody goes, Jinx, and you can't talk. And as soon as you do, you get a punch in the arm. Chances are she grew up with a lot of siblings. Get this show in full Monday to Friday from 6.30am to 9 on Midlands 103. Let's do it. Do, do, do. Let's educate the Midlands. And me. And you, of course. And me. And you. Every day is a school day, David. David, a question for you. Do, Do you wear matching socks? I do. Do do you insist on matching socks? <laughs> uh, I haven't actively thought about it, but I probably would. Yeah. Okay. Well, people who wear crazy socks or sometimes crazy mismatched socks. Their socks may have uh, may be more brilliant and successful. Ah. That's according to researchers from Harvard University. There you go. Dang it. Now, crazy sock people. What about you, salute. Peter? Um, I normally like if okay if I'm struggling, I'm in a rush. I'll grab two pairs that kind of look alike. Yeah. Or two socks that yeah, look alike. Yeah. It, it'll do. It'll still sock. You know what I mean? I won't be arrested for it. And you'll feel just that little bit extra brilliant that day. Absolutely. A little bit off balance, but you know <laughs> what I mean. Um, did you know, David? A study found men can only be able to listen to partners for six minutes before zoning out on them. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I'm the exception to the rule. Yeah, it's, you know? that's what I meant. Yeah, you too, hundred percent. <laughs> you and me are the only exceptions to the rule. Absolutely. Um, even when given the choice, most animals prefer to work for their food rather than eat for free. Isn't that cool? Well, that I absolutely love that. There you go. That's the brilliant. existential drive of nature. I, absolutely, I'm going to earn this. You know, except there is one um, uh, exception. Humans. And it's fairly obvious. No, not humans. Oh. The domestic cat. Ah. Yeah, they don't want to work for their food. No, yeah. no, they're they're opportunists. Yeah, big shout to the cat that comes to my house, by the way. There's a black and white cat that I don't know who owns the cat, but um, it just it, it stares in the window at me as if to say, like, what do you got? Come on. Come on. Give me. What, what, what? I'm shrugging my shoulders at a corner. I don't have anything, you know. Uh, One off it. We really project so much humanity into animals, don't we? <laughs> Actually, do you know what annoys me? You're at the the kitchen sink and you're doing with a washing up or whatever, and it leaps up onto the window, and all of a sudden you're like, ah! yeah, taken back completely. Yeah, yeah. Our our car park is festooned in cats, and um, they're very resourceful at getting food or begging for food and mm. working for food. David, now there you go. There's the exception. Yeah, now, I mean, cats and many humans would would prefer free, workless food. <laughs> like, let's be let's be honest. True, true. Do you know when you look back in your history books and that, or you look at old paintings, you know, from the Renaissance era or whatever, and all that kind of stuff, and they're depicting things from years and years ago. You never see blonde hair. Do you not? No, because blonde hair emerged in humans only 11,000 years ago as an evolutionary response to the lack of sunlight in Northern Europe. Gosh. Yep. The mutation allowed humans to synthesise more vitamin D. Mm. That is amazing, isn't it? Now, that is a fantastic fact. Yeah. Nicely played. Yeah. If you tell your teacher that this morning, boys and girls, they'll be blown away by that. Uh, speaking of blowing away, one more for you. The act of blowing out birthday candles on a cake increases bacteria by more than 1,400%. <laughs> 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 
1,400%. You know what I mean? So when you go to a child's birthday party and they're blowing out their cake and somebody, do you want a slice? <gasps> no, I'm, no. Oh, what, a chocolate? Yeah, I'll risk it. Go on, give it to me. Come on. Recent, recent years have just made us all a lot more cognizant of the, yeah. the seemingly innocent things we do, like blowing out <laughs> candles is now a, an, an act of uh, social rebellion or some sort of homicidal gesture. True. But when there's chocolate involved, nah, it's fine. It's fine. I'll take that. Breakfast with Peter Dunn on Midlands 103. Weekday mornings from 6.30am. These are the highlights. Uh, I'm intrigued. There's a big box over here that was left in in the studio when I arrived in this morning it's just a big brown box but on top of it there's a box of Lions tea bags you know how much I love Lions tea bags oh yeah so I'm intrigued will I, will I open it let's go for it let's let's open this big box okay there we go oh it's a heavy one oh, there we go Lions box of Lions tea bags oh delicious I'm going to have one of muggish gold in a few minutes uh, right let's see what we have here so it's a big box that was just left in. As I said, it's a heavy one. There's a note here. Okay. Let's see what it says in the note. Keeping it local from Kev. One mug for you and you can give out the rest to the lucky silly o'clock listeners. Oh, wow. Look at this. I know you can't look at this. But, oh, look. Oh, this is so cool. Kev. Fair play to you. Oh my goodness, it's my mug on a mug. <laughs> Midlands 103, breakfast with Peter Dunn, member of the Cilio Clock Club. Kev, that is amazing. Look at that. Oh, thank you so much. That is so cool. I'm completely taken aback by that. Wow, look. Well, you know what we have to do. We have to do in that case. Where's my button? Where's my button? Here we go. Kev, we have to make you an honorary an honorary president, if I can say it properly. Still doing better than Joe Biden. <laughs> We're going to have to make you an honorary president of Cilio Clock Club. You now join the likes of Nana and Mike the bus driver. That is brilliant. Look at these lovely mugs. Yeah, we, we will. We'll have to give them out, some of our brilliant listeners. Kev, you are an absolute legend. A legend. But I'm, I'm definitely going to keep on myself. Oh, does this sound weird when I do this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is cool. Kev, thank you so much. Wow. So you never know what's going to happen on this show. And that's the beauty of Breakfast with Peter Dunn. Thank you, Kev. Get this show in full Monday to Friday from 6.30am to 9 on Midlands 103. We're talking about the things you still do. Even... Even though you're a full-grown adult. Boys and girls, if you're listening to this, listen to this behaviour. This behaviour of these grown-ups all across the Midlands. Uh, Paddy said he still kicks the can down the street. Uh, John said, uh, I still eat egg in a cup, boiled egg, butter and bread all mixed up. Oh, yeah. I still do that, John, as well. Um... Hi, Peter. Don't mention my name because she'll kill me. But my mam is 62. And last week, when bringing the trolley back in Dunstore's car park, she hopped up on the trolley like a scooter. <laughs> but didn't realise the car park sloped down. It sped up. Oh, God. She lost control of the trolley and she wheeled out in front of a car. <laughs> Luckily, it slammed on the brakes. 
Oh, I shouldn't laugh. Oh, God, I shouldn't laugh. But can you imagine being the driver of that car and uh, you're driving along and all of a sudden a 62-year-old woman on a trolley pulls out in front of you? Send us a text. Breakfast with Peter Dunn on Midlands 103. Weekday mornings from 6.30am. These are the highlights. David, what do you think of my... What do you think of my mug? Your yep. mug. I've always loved your mug, Peter. Thank you, David. And seeing your mug on a mug <laughs> is uh, inspiring. Wow, what a what a colourful, phenomenal cool. thing you've got there. Big hello to um, Kev, a loyal listener to the show. Kev, who, the bus uh, driver. Yes, exactly. He sent Kev, it in. He did. He didn't only sent it. You see this box over here? Yeah. It's full of mugs. Unreal. Yes, to give out to our other loyal listeners. Isn't that amazing? Your head is big enough as it is. I'm telling you, it barely fits on the smoke. Look, they caught me. They caught me on the smoke. <laughs> Ch- chuffed to bits. I am I am delighted. Oh, that sounds cool, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyway, Kev, thank you so much. But we will be giving away these mugs. Uh, but I'm going to have to keep one for myself. Yeah, quite right. You can have one as well for your coffee, David. You can look at my mug every morning and feel all cheered up. It would be a privilege. <laughs> Now, you're going to have to explain something to me. Do, am I? Yes. Oh. Explain the bananas, will you? The bananas? The bananas. On my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> David came into work today wearing a shirt with two bananas hanging out of front of it. <laughs> Just for our listeners, the bananas aren't hanging out of my shirt. It is a classic badge with a pin and it's got... Um, like bananas, but not actual bananas, like a, mm. a badge of bananas. Two bananas. Two bananas yeah. on my chest. Why did you choose of a Thursday morning to wear bananas to work? Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but my partner came back with a banana badge from work one evening. And uh, then my daughter picked it up and put it on me. And I said, you watch now, I'll wear that to work. And they both go, you better now, that's it. You, you talked yourself into it. Oh, 100%, yeah. <laughs> um, but here I am now in work with the bananas on Wearing my... Wearing bananas. Right. You do know they're plotting. They're thinking, what else can we get them to wear? God. I wonder what. Yeah, no, Maybe I'm... a clown outfit. Maybe a big wig. Look. And a big red nose or something, you know. Peter, I'm never not up for it. That's true. Yeah, you're. I have to say, ladies and gents, David is stubborn enough to go ahead with it. Absolutely. Look, if it's in the name of a bit of crack <laughs> and it doesn't compromise me personally, professionally or emotionally... I'll do it. And it doesn't drive you bananas, obviously. Get it? Bananas? Get it? Peter. (laughs) Breakfast with Peter Dunn on Midlands 103. Weekday mornings from 6.30am. These are the highlights. Taylor Swift revealed the track list for her upcoming album, which features Florence and the Machine and US rapper Post Malone. She announced her plans to release the Tortured Poets Department in April during her acceptance speech at the Grammys. So Long, London and Clara Bow are among the 16 song titles, while the bonus track is called The Manuscript. And while Taylor Swift was breaking records on stage at the Grammys, winning Album of the Year for an unprecedented four-time, another winner was breaking it up backstage and adding to his police record. Killer Mike won three statues before the rapper was then escorted out in handcuffs after a fight backstage. You see, now, there's your problem, Killer Mike. You're called Killer Mike, you know, so people are going to be on to you. If you were called Nice Guy Mike, you know, they might have left you alone. But officers say he was booked on a charge of battery and is being released. And Miley Cyrus is now a Grammy Award-winning musician. She went home from the award show with two th- uh, trophies, one for Record of the Year and one for Solo Pop Performance. Her hit song Flowers achieved both awards and the stars 
first Grammy wins. Now, her acceptance speech was, uh, let's say, in true Miley Cyrus style. Our teams, my team crush, Columbia, my mommy, my sister, my love, my main gaze, because look how good I look. Thank you all so much. I don't think I forgot anyone, but I might have forgotten underwear. Bye. Thanks, Miley. Too much information there. Did your mammy never tell you you have to wear underwear just in case, you know, you're involved in an accident or something? Send us a text. Well, you're missing the music. You can get the show in full weekday mornings from 6.30am on Midlands 103. Did you hear about Boyzone, by the way? Boyzone are getting back together. And they're going to invest in an English football team. That's right, non-league club Chorley are in talks with the band to become shareholders and face of the club. So Ronan Keating, Shane Lynch and Keith Duffy will attend one of their games this Saturday. And former Westlife member Brian McFadden is also going as well. And Chorley CEO says the move has the potential to bring their town into the limelight like never before. They're following this in the footsteps of uh, Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds when they took over Wrexham. And I have to say, I'm really enjoying that on Disney+. Plus. Welcome to Wrexham. It's a, it's a feel-good series. It's a bit of crack. Uh, lovely story behind it as well. But, um, yeah, there you go. So, Boys Own could be about to own a football team. And we're just thinking, do you know about a crowd sing some very, very interesting songs? Could they adopt some Boys Own songs? I wonder. You know, no matter what you be, no matter the match. Uh, love me for a reason. Love me for my passing. You know, when the going gets tough, when the game gets tough. Yeah, I like that. Baby, can I hold you? Boss, can I hold the trophy? Baby? Every day I love you. Every game I love winning. But I really, really hope, if they do invest in the club, that the crowd starts singing along to this song here. Okay? Love me for a season. I hope so The man in France who spent eight years building an Eiffel Tower from matchsticks has been told by the Guinness Book of World Records that he used the wrong type of matchsticks to qualify for a record. Richard Plough used 706,000 matchsticks to make a 23.6 foot model of the famous landmark, beating the existing record by two feet. However, Guinness Book judges have since told him the matches used must be available commercially and can't be cut, disassembled or distorted beyond recognition. Oh no, come on. Serious? Well, look, if he was going for the record, he should have checked the details. (laughs) He never read the brief, did he? That's a bit cruel, though, in fairness. I mean, yeah. look, is he, is he doing it just for the record as opposed to the glory of the architecture? If he is, then he got what he deserved. Yeah, come on. <laughs> well, look, there's only one thing you can do is just throw it in the fire. Peter, it's yeah. three minutes past eight. Find these stories <laughs> and more on midlands103.com. 